And welcome back to Between the Hashes. I hope you enjoyed my last episode where I talked about my top 10 fantasy football quarterbacks. For this episode, I'm going to be discussing my top 10 fantasy football wide receivers in a PPR scoring format. So I'll be using the same format that I used in my first episode where I will go from my number 10 overall wide receiver to my number 1 wide receiver. And let's start it off at number 10 with Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen was one of those people who disappointed last year. He was hurt for a lot of the year, and he didn't really produce what his ADP would have suggested. But this year, I really expect him to turn it around. Stephon Diggs was traded to the Bills in the offseason, opening up a lot more targets for Adam Thielen and the newly drafted Justin Jefferson. So I expect Thielen, who already had a 100% snap share in 2018 when he had his a healthy breakout year. I think he will be right around that 100% snap share again, which will guarantee him a lot of targets. He was sixth in targets when he produced and played 16 games in 2018, third in receptions, and he had 1,400 receiving yards. So I think if he can stay healthy, Adam Thielen will once again produce those numbers that he did in 2018. And right now you can get him as the wide receiver 14 Get him as your number two overall. Get him as your wide receiver two for your team. And that value is just too good to pass up right now. So I would definitely go out and draft Adam Thielen. And that's why I have him as my wide receiver 10 for the 2020-2021 season. And moving on to number nine, I have Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson was one of those wide receivers who didn't put up insane numbers last year. He was a consistent wide receiver who kind of produced better at the end of the year than he did at the beginning of the year. And this year he gets who I, what I see as a better quarterback in Nick Foles compared to Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Nick Foles isn't the official starting quarterback, but I expect that he will win that starting job. And Adam And Allen Robinson is the wide receiver one in Chicago. He doesn't really have that much competition. He's got Anthony Miller, um, but no one else really to compete with him for that number one wide receiver. And last year, he was wide receiver six from week 11 to week 17, as I mentioned. Um, he was the had the fourth most targets last year in the NFL, six most receptions, which is really good for a PPR league. And he has a great snapshot with all these receptions. That means... Robinson's going to get targeted in the red zone. He's going to get those touchdown opportunities. And the Bears kind of played from behind a lot last year. Their defense didn't perform as well as people would have expected. So I think Allen Robinson will be able to get those receptions. He might not give you those crazy numbers, but he's going to consistently go out there and get those receptions for PPR, produce, and he's going to get you that I expect wide receiver 20 to wide receiver 5 in between there almost every single week, which is exactly what you want when it comes to consistency. Moving on to number 8, I have Julio Jones. Now, this is pretty low for Julio Jones. I know many of you guys would expect him to be in my top 5, but with Julio Jones, he's starting to get up there in age, and he's now got competition at the wide receiver spot with Calvin Ridley having a good year last year. He kind of dealt injuries towards the end of the year, but Ridley is one of those breakout candidates. Um, I don't have Ridley in my top 10, 
but he is very close to being in the top 10. I would give him my top 15 wide receivers. He's definitely going to have a breakout year, in my opinion, and I think that's going to make it harder for Julio Jones to produce top five numbers. You know, Julio has insane metrics. He's so fast. He can jump really high. He catches most of the balls thrown towards him. And I think his strong overall offense, Atlanta has a weak defense. You know, they'll give up a lot of points, meaning the offense will have to pass. Matt Ryan will have to target Julio Jones. So I think that will allow him to be a top 10 receiver. He still should get some pretty close to his numbers from last year, but I don't expect Julio Jones to put up the numbers where he's getting drafted. He's getting drafted inside the top five this year for wide receivers. So I would stay away from him in drafts unless he falls a little farther down the board. Now moving on to number seven, I have Kenny Galladay. Galladay last year was one of those receivers who was very efficient. He dealt with he played without Matthew Stafford, his number one quarterback, for around half of the year last year, and he still finished as the wide receiver 16 during that time. He finishes the wide receiver 11 with Stafford, you know, 18.3 yards per reception, which is crazy. He did struggle. He didn't get a crazy amount of receptions, which you want in PPR scoring formats. But, you know, I, I think with Galladay, he's improved each year. He's gotten better. He had 11 touchdowns. That might come down a little. He had almost 1,200 receiving yards. I see that going up. He might get to almost 1,350 with Stafford for the whole year, who was a really good quarterback when he played last year. So I think while Galladay's touchdowns might fall to eight or nine, his receptions will likely go up. His receiving yards will likely go up. And the Lions kind of have a weak defense, which will force the offense to pass more. And that should allow Galladay to even farther to improve his numbers even more and finish as that wide receiver seven. Now at number six, I have one of my favorite wide receivers for this year in Juju Smith-Schuster. Smith-Schuster finished last year with a very disappointing season. Many people drafted him high on that board after his breakout year the previous season, but he struggled due to his loss of Big Ben at quarterback. He had Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph throwing to him last year, and that was his first year as a wide receiver. One, he was pushed more to the outside when he used when he really played slot in his breakout year in 2018. So the reason I think Juju will improve this year and will kind of do much better than people predict is because Juju has is going to be moving back into the slot based on what the Steelers are saying, the draft, the choice of Chase Claypool in the draft, and Deontay Johnson, who are both looking to play on the outside this year, should allow Juju to go back into the slot, a place where he is used to playing, a place where he won't face those top, top cornerbacks. And the Steelers' offense is still going to be dominant. I mean, Big Ben is a good quarterback. He's going to give Juju those pass attempts. Juju didn't get the targets, didn't get the receptions he needed last year. Um, 58 receptions last year, 111 in 2018 in his breakout year. So I expect his numbers to climb higher up towards the hundreds, which will allow him 
to get those PPR points, which everyone likes. And he was he's only being drafted as the wide receiver 12 right now, so you can definitely wait on him and get him at a really, really high value. So Juju Smith-Schuster is just a really good target this year. He's going to get you the points, and you can get him at your wide receiver 2 almost, which is really what you want in a draft pick. Now at number 5, I have Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill last year dealt with some injuries, um, but when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, you're going to succeed. He's going to come in, I think, this year with some extra motivation. He wants to perform how he did in 2018 when he was very efficient. 2018, he finished in the top five in yards, yards after catch, touchdowns, and in fantasy points per game. Well, last year, even when he did play, he was just not very consistent. So I think with this dynamic Chiefs offense and hopefully Tyreek Kill staying healthy, he will be able to succeed if he has Mahomes throwing to him, which he didn't every single game last year. Um, and if Mahomes is throwing to him, Tyreek Kill can use his crazy speed to get open on those Mahomes scrambles and kind of get those breakout plays to help you get some really, really good wide receiver play. And that's why I think Tyreek Hill will finish as the wide receiver five. At number four, I have DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I am previously had Hopkins as my wide receiver three. I moved him down to my wide receiver four one spot because the lack of an offseason means that Hopkins won't be able to build that really great chemistry with Kyler Murray. But Hopkins is just such an elite receiver. We've seen over the years that no matter who his quarterback was, he was producing wide receiver one numbers. He's got, he was number one in snaps and routes run last year. This probably won't stay that high, being in this new Arizona offense that has Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and a really strong run game. But the offense is just so dynamic that I think Hopkins will see a decent amount of targets last year he had 150 I see it maybe falling to like 120 still really good though he's gonna get those receptions he had 104 last year like I said it's gonna be a little lower this year but still really good um he averaged almost 18 fantasy points last year and that was top five so as I mentioned even though his stats could fall a little he's just gonna consistently produce with a good quarterback like Kyler Murray throwing to him and this is where I expect DeAndre Hopkins to finish as the wide receiver four for this upcoming season. At number three, I have Chris Godwin. Godwin was a player who many thought would break out last year, and he came through, finished as a wide receiver two. He put up crazy numbers. He was ninth in the sna- his snap share, fourth in routes run, and he finished with 1,333 yards and 84 receptions, good for PPR, and he was really good after the catch. Godwin had nine red zone targets, which allowed him to score nine touchdowns, and with those red zone targets, which I expect to go up, I think Godwin will be able to finish as the wide receiver three. Godwin now has Tom Brady as his quarterback. Brady loves, loves, loves the slot receivers. We saw what he did when he had Julian Edelman in the slot. Edelman was consistently one of those top receivers. And with Godwin in the slot, he won't be facing those top, top, top cornerbacks, which should allow him to perform, especially with Mike Evans on the outside, drawing attention away from him. 
And I think his numbers should stay right where they are or even improve a little with Tom Brady, as I expect Mike Evans, his numbers to fall a little. So I think Godwin has that really, really safe floor. He's efficient, and that's why I believe he will be the wide receiver three for this upcoming season. Now at number two, I have Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is that clear-cut wide receiver one in Green Bay. His, his other wide receivers are Alan Lazard and Devin Funchess, so they're not going to compete with him for those targets that he has. Aaron Rodgers has also always had a good connection with him. Rodgers is a top quarterback. You know, there's kind of concerns with Adams. He's dealt with some injuries over the past couple of years, but he's on the field almost 87% of the time. And in the red zone, he gets the ball 40% of the time, which is crazy for touchdowns. That is exactly what you're looking for. He has a 30% target share overall, which is third in the NFL. And that's a big reason why he will get you those receptions in PPR formats, which is exactly what you need. So I think while Adams, his overall stats last year weren't the best, he kind of had a down year. Um, Rodgers wasn't at his best. But Adams is going to get you those targets, which means he will get you those receptions, especially in the red zone. And he will put up those numbers to get you those wide receiver one numbers. And I think he will finish as the wide receiver two. And now we are down to the final wide receiver, which I'm sure you guys know who it is. At number one, I have Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas last year led the NFL receptions. You know, 140 receptions is what I'm expecting out of him this year. Similar, Very similar to what he did last year. He also led the NFL in yards. He's in that powerful Saints offense, which where he got targeted a lot. The Saints added Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't think he will dig into Thomas's targets or receptions too much. Um, it, it really gives Thomas a wide receiver too, so he doesn't, isn't the only focus on that offense. So I think Thomas will do really well. I think he it's going to be hard for him to beat his numbers from last year, but he should stay very close to it. He had been climbing in receptions in the past couple of years. Last year averaged 11.6 yards per reception. So I would expect many of these numbers to stay around the same. And with these numbers being the same, he was way ahead of the other wide receivers. And for this reason, I expect Thomas to be the clear-cut wide receiver one. He should be the first wide receiver off the board in your fantasy football drafts. And, yeah, I mean, there's not not much else you need to say about Michael Thomas. He's just such a special talent, especially in the fantasy football world. So that will wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to tune in next week when I talk about my top 10 fantasy football running backs. There are going to be some names in there that you would not expect, so make sure to keep an eye out for it. And I hope you continue to listen to these podcasts. Thanks for listening.